You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Welcome, everybody, to podcast number 61. I am your host, Reality Steve. And we got a little off the Bachelor path for you this week. As you know, I talk to a lot of Bachelor people. We've had 61 podcasts now, and I'd say 50 of them are Bachelor people. But every once in a while, I do want to branch out and talk to people from other shows that I do watch. We had Brandy Glanville on, a fan of her on Celebrity Apprentice and... When she was on Famously Single, which I saw a few episodes of, um, we've had Heather McDonald on, a comedian. We've had Chelsea, not Chelsea Handler, um, Jenny McCarthy. We had her on. So, yeah, I mean, I, de- I definitely every once in a while want to branch out. You'll get your Bachelor people. We've got um, uh, some coming up, I think, in the next few weeks. But um, this week I wanted to branch out and talk to somebody who was in the news within the last week. And I thought it would be relevant. It's somebody I've been talking to kind of on and off for the last six months and determining when was the best time uh, to bring her on. So before we get to her, uh, let's talk about rating, subscribing, and reviewing an Apple podcast. You guys have been doing a great job. Thank you so much for that. Our last three podcasts, the one with Sydney and um, um, Brittany, uh, the one with Juliet Littman, and last week's with Ashley Spivey, have all reached the top five in the TV and film category for Apple Podcasts, which is huge, and I appreciate that. So if we can get this one to top five, even up to number four or three or two or one, whatever, that'd be great. And usually that's done by rating, subscribing, and reviewing, leaving comments, and whatnot. So if you could do that in Apple Podcasts, that would be much appreciated. But uh, without any further ado, we've got a new guest this week from the Challenge franchise. And I think you all know who she is, so let's get to it. Okay, let's get to our guest. She is a two-time challenge champion, winning Gauntlet 3 and Cutthroat. She's a former Miss Virginia Teen USA and Miss Virginia USA. You saw her on MTV for the first time appearing on Road Rules 2007, Viewer's Revenge. She's a mother of two boys, John and Chase. It is Tori Hall. Tori, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Hi, Steve. God, I'm good. I'm kind of fangirling right now. I'm a huge fan of you, so I'm glad that that we get to chat. Well, thank you. Uh, You've uh, been in the news lately. There's a lot been going on in your personal life that has been made public. And, um, you know, for a little while now, your relationship, obviously, with Brad has been one of the talks of the challenge world. You decided to speak out about it recently uh, uh, because Brad is now back in the MTV world as he's appearing on this season of Vendetta's for the first time since you guys were on Cutthroat 11 seasons ago. But, but we'll get to that in a bit. I want I want to start with you a while back, your pageant days. Oh, goodness, I mentioned, yeah. I mentioned you were a former Miss Virginia Teen USA in 05 and then Virginia USA in 08, right? Yep. What made you get into pageants? Is this something you always wanted to do as a kid, or was it kind of – how did it come about? No, so it's funny because – I had never done a pageant before in my life and I had played softball growing up and I like it was I was just always playing softball and my I was getting scouted by I was my junior year of high school I was getting scouted by a ton of 
teams, uh, D1 teams, and I just lost my love for the game and who my dad was devastated. So I lived with my dad in Virginia and I was like, I, but I have to find a way to go to college and get a scholarship to pay for it. Um, so I was like, I'll do Miss Virginia. So it was a total whim. I decided in August that I was going to compete for Miss Virginia teen and we competed in October. So it was like a last minute thing. I didn't even know how to walk in five inch heels and um, it was, but I said, okay, if I win, then I'll stop playing softball in the spring. It would have been my senior year and I would have gotten a scholarship from that. So I did and, and I quit playing and I played like rec ball and stuff in college, but nothing um, crazy. But yeah, I just, I knew I wanted to go to college on a scholarship and that's kind of how I did it. When you entered Miss Teen USA, did you, I know you said you couldn't even walk in five inch heels. So does that mean you had to get one of those coaches where they teach you how to walk yeah. with like books on your head and stuff like that? Is, is that real? Yeah. Are you thinking like Miss Congeniality? Yeah, yeah that was exactly. me. Yeah, that was you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was a hot mess. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. It's funny. Some, you know, the people who came alongside me, they were like, hey, well, I think that you could like do well, but we need to work on you. So yeah, that was me. Totally. So how the hell did you win Miss Teen USA? Not saying that you shouldn't have won yeah. or whatever, no. but you obviously have probably a lot less experience than most of the girls who enter pageants who are, you know, probably coming straight from the toddlers and tiaras type of competitions. Yeah. Well, and the girl who was my first runner up, she was first runner up. That was her third year being first runner up. Oh, so, and she ended up winning and going on and she did like Miss, uh, she was, was like top five in Miss Teen USA. She's great but I think that was an advantage for me because I did I was not nervous and I didn't know what to expect so it was kind of just one of those things where I was like yeah nobody had expectations of me doing of winning and I didn't have that expectation of myself I was competitive but I didn't have that expectation of like yeah I'm gonna go win I mean those girls put a lot of pressure on them it's a lot I mean there you is it is life-changing I mean you get a lot of perks and um I mean now they give them they win BMWs they get full college scholarships I mean the the programs are no joke I mean huge yeah so um girls compete year after year but at that point I had not. And so I think that that's what it was that I was not, I didn't have high expectations. <laughs> and so I wasn't as nervous. And you went on to college. What college did you go to? So I went to Virginia Intermont College my first year on a full ride scholarship. It was a small private school uh, in Virginia. And um, it was super strict. And all of my friends went to Virginia Tech, which was like an hour and a half away. Yeah. The college is not even around anymore. <laughs> Um, so I went there my first year was like, uh, -uh, I can't do this. Um, fell in love with a guy at the university of Kentucky, which is where my sister lived with my mom in Lexington. And it's a guy that I went to high school with and he played basketball at Georgetown. And I thought, I'm going to just, I'm going to move over there. So I transferred to the university of Kentucky my second year. Wait, he played That's basketball right. at Georgetown University back east, or mm -mm. the George Georgetown in uh, Georgetown in, in Kentucky? Next to, yeah, in Kentucky. Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. I thought you so, I thought you met the Georgetown yeah. in DC. Okay, no. So you go to and you graduate from University of Kentucky. Yeah, I didn't graduate because um, two years in, I got was I was I drove my college roommates to a casting for MTV, and 
that's how I got casted. Okay, that was going to be my next thing. Is it? I was looking yeah. at the timeline here of at, uh-huh. at what point did things happen where you ended up on on Road Rules, so. and that's what it was. It yeah, was... all my my girlfriends were like, "Let's go!" So we hopped in the car. I drove them to Cincinnati, um, and we they were it was like in October, and I was in the parking lot in a UK sweatshirt, and the casting director came out and said. Hey, are you when are you are you coming in? I was like, I'm not coming in there. I was so opposite of everything, real world road rules. I mean, opposite of all of that. And I, at that point, I didn't even know they were doing the road rules because <laughs> I was the first season back. So it was a dual casting for us and um, Sydney at the time. Gotcha. So yeah, did and then finally I went in. Were you a fan? Had you watched previous seasons of Road Rules and or Real World? No, I was not. And um, I'd never seen the season. I didn't even actually watch Brad's season until after we got together. And I was like, and I couldn't find it because it was on VHS. So I had to like go on eBay, find like the DVDs. And I was like, I'm going to binge watch this. He was like, oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, I didn't even see his show. My season was like a blog-ish season I, I you probably don't know because not many people watched it um but they you had to blog with the viewers and so they had us watch a season of the duel it was duel one mm-hmm. and um blog about it and send them things so that season i did watch the duel one wow i don't remember road rules 2007 viewers <laughs> revenge? viewers yeah. revenge i don't remember it but so for me and the other listeners out there that maybe didn't see it explain how that season went, the things that you guys did. And I know that you ended up winning at the end or with yep. other people. You got yep. to the end and won money in a car, I think. What what happened on that season of Road Rules? Um, at, okay, so that one, you – it was real – it was strange. So we, like, we voted people on and off the RV, and then they competed, and they're, like, these mini pit challenges. So it was, like, a challenge, but – you lived in an RV. Um, and then at the end we want, we split the pot of money and we all won Mazda threes. Okay. So if you were on the RV at the end of the show, so some people got kicked off. I think my friend Dan got kicked off the very last day, an hour before we won the Mazda three. Okay. Now I said this during my podcasts with, with bananas and car Maria that I had a I had a string there where I watched all the challenges and all the real worlds and most of the road rules for a while and then I just stopped for a good five or six years. So on your season of road rules, mm-hmm. is there anybody from that season that has made a name from themselves in chat? Like who did who are we introduced yes. to besides you from that season? Yes. So- you so it's 50 50 so my, i was like the pit crew which is like the new kids and then um you actually had old veterans so shane Susie, um veronica kina adam and abram they all, all came my, from that season they were all we were all on that season together so they were like the veterans that came and then i um so my very first elimination win was against veronica Oh, okay. But all yeah. but all those veterans, they had been on previous seasons. That wasn't They had their... all been on previous seasons and then they all started on the R V and then they voted each other off. 
Okay. And when they voted each other off, they competed against somebody in the pit crew. I guess I meant, was there any rookies like yourself who have made a name oh, for themselves and challenged? Um, you you might have seen. So Dan from my season was on the island, and he was on Cutthroat also. Um, I'd have to see. Then, I'd have to see a picture of him to know if yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was like a arm. He's uh, in, was in the Marines. Um, he wasn't. He didn't do a ton of shows, and then. You have uh, Derek and um, Angel were both on cut, Cutthroat, and that was it. Like that of the, my season, I was the only one that did anything like more than one show. Okay, that's what I was yeah. going for. Okay, that's probably yeah. why I don't remember no. that season or anybody <laughs> around with yeah. it. Um, and 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 maybe you'll be biased, maybe not. But if you had to go back and do it again, would you have still done Road Rules, or if you had the choice? Would you have done a real world season? 100% done road rules. I would not. I. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm super competitive. So that stuff to me was so cool. Like our season took over all these cool jobs. I still say to this day that that was my favorite show. Um, because they, we did like Cirque du Soleil with Ka in um, Vegas. Mm-hmm. We took over like. Um, by the way, something like, that they did on, by the way, something they did on bachelor pad as well for their final challenge of bachelor pad season two the final four couples got to go out to Ka and do that and yeah yeah so they kind of share stories or share i know experiences. They, they do yeah they do it's much like the bachelor actually <laughs> um, i feel like it's more like hunger games but, yeah um yeah so we did that. We took over like whitewater rescue. We did this like avalanche rescue. Um, so we like lived on MRE meals in like the Northern California for a week. It was, we just did really cool life changing experiences on my season that I would totally do. And living in an RV was fun for me. And it was something new every day. Being in a house would like bore me to no end. Even in Sydney, you said they were casting at the same time. Yeah. Sydney, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in Sydney, I mean, I think it, Sydney would be fun, but you have to remember too, like they're not just sit. You're not just sitting there chilling with seven of your friends for three months. Like it's that's a lot. It seems like a lot of work and drama. So I'm guess <laughs> I'm guessing you're disappointed that Road Rules is no longer. Even though I hear, yeah. aren't they making a comeback? Or they were there were talks that they were going to bring it back? Or where are they at with that? Do you know? I don't know. I wish they would. I but they need to do it. Not like my season, because clearly that flopped. Um, they need to do it like a legitimate road rules. They live in an RV. They don't try to do it. See, my show is filmed live, live time. So oh. we would film it. We would interact with viewers. Um, we Oh, we got to play football. I think I like tweeted this out. Sean Merriman was a um, coach for the my team like my road rules team back when we like we played at the um the san diego Chargers stadium oh okay and got to take over like we were in there and we did like their training camp and all that it was super fun so like we did stuff like that where it was cool but they need to do it not live time film it like they film a real world and because i'm pretty sure i heard real world's done i don't know if that's a rumor or not or um, uh yeah i've heard that too um so because as and, as we know, and there's been stuff that has gotten out online, as we know, yeah. first from Vendettas, they're bringing in people from other countries and using, um, you know, X on the Beach and, um, uh, you know, bringing in Big Brother contestants. Uh, and then 
So we know that they're dipping into the pool of that. Uh, we know that there's going to be a U.S. version of X on the Beach that two uh, Bachelor people are on. So maybe that's why they don't feel like they need to do add any more real-world cast members because it's like, look, we've got a bigger pool now since we're dipping into others. That's my yeah. guess. So yeah. is there confirmation and- there's no real world? No, but it's probably a good bet that we're not going to see that franchise anymore. Yeah, I would. I think so. And, so. and after those last few seasons where they threw in the, you know, the skeletons and the explosion, it's like, what else can you do? You can't yeah. ever surprise anybody. Because when I saw that first, I can't remember which was first, explosion or skeletons. I think explosion was first. And that was yeah. a hell of a twist because they had never done it before. So those kids going in had no idea that something like that would happen. So it was really good. I remember that. But then after that, any cast that saw Explosion would know, okay, I'm on the real world, but I know they're going to throw some twist in. So it's it loses its effect after a while. And then what it does. Do? But I think, I mean, you may have a different opinion on this, but I felt like when we, when I was cast for the show, we were... We were who we were. And as I watched after me and my season, um, I watched the real worlds after that. And I felt like they were all trying to be somebody, like play to a character instead of letting the show cast them as a character. I mean, we all know that they have, you know, that's how it is and that somebody has their role as a character, but that they would play to that person as opposed to just being them. And it lost its like... I don't know, the spontaneity of it. They were just kind of like a character on a show, but it was the real world, but it wasn't, they weren't really them. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just felt like it was, you always have the sweet Southern girl and the, the country guy and the, you know, the wild one and the one that you're like, I don't know what, the, you know, like they're just trying to figure, you know, life out. And the, you know, the one that has the ex-girlfriend back home or girlfriend, they cheat on it. Like it just became so like, this is, who they were trying to be as opposed to letting it just naturally happen. And I think that's kind of where the real world went. I think a lot of, it was like, yeah, I think a lot of people share your sentiment on that. Yeah. People see the way it is and it's really no different than what they do with the bachelor. You get the same type of girls that they cast every season, the Southern girl, the girl that doesn't want to make friends, Mm -hmm. the, the girl who drinks too much. Like we see it all the time. It's the same. Yeah. See, it's the same thing every season, just with different cat, just with different people filling the different roles but um yeah totally so let's go to the challenge seasons your first one Mm -hmm. was gauntlet three now i know for a fact i did not see gauntlet three so i had to go and do some research on this you and six people split the three hundred thousand. you got fifty thousand each and i'm looking at the names and okay i'm like okay frank rossler jillian zoborowski johanna i remember johanna i remember me and maya and i remember rachel because they were all in austin Austin. Which I yep. did see, but Jillian from R- Road Rules Extreme, no idea. Frank yeah. from Real World Las Vegas, that was, um, oh, he's the real, like, buff guy, right? Yeah, and you know, he was with, you remember Trishel that yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's his season. That, so okay, so yes. Yes, I remember Frank. And then, mm-hmm. now the thing that I saw when I looked at it, so you six were all rookies, and then you all beat, you beat, the veterans who were the runners up and I'm looking at these veterans and I'm like, wait a second. You got Evan, <laughs> you got Evan, Evelyn, Kenny, Paula, Robin, Eric, DM, CT, Brad, and Adam. I, I don't remember a thing about this season. I know I didn't see it. How did you guys beat them? 
I don't get this. Well, <laughs> so, uh, gosh, if anyone listens that watch this, even they're going to be like, Tori, I can't. No, we did not. We won by default. Oh. Um, and <laughs> so it was, a, it started off swimming and they had, uh, a big easy on their yeah. team and he uh, that he wasn't in the shape that he's in now that he's like incredibly it has i mean huge um strides uh he's in great shape now but at that point he was not and um that it was like a mile swim or a two mile swim or something in the beginning and we had a huge lead and he struggled on that swim and then we actually got to there was this part where we had to dig in the sand and we were just shot i mean and we spent like six or seven hours digging in the sand the um and easy did not he had to he got taken off in an um, ambulance okay. and you, the rule was you have to win with all of your players all of them have to cross the line um and so we won by default. So they beat us. They got their flag up and everything. They caught up to us after he got taken out and um, actually won. But they, because he didn't cross the line, he, they didn't win. And, and you guys, <laughs> and you guys are told this at the end, they thought they won. And then they're told, Oh, by the way, you lost everyone. The other six rookies win. Yeah. Well, TJ tells you in the beginning, like your entire team, must cross the finish line. But when they did, when the veterans all crossed without easy. Oh, they thought they won. They thought they won. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was not pretty. No. <laughs> I can imagine. At all. So, yeah. Is easy. Because they had won all season. Yeah. I, is he. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, is he done yeah. with this? Can he not? Does he not want to do it anymore? Or where is oh, he? Oh, I think. He would. I don't know. So they slowly. So there was a long time when Brad and I took off seasons, and I know we'll probably get into this later. But we that they, they did. They kind of all of us old schoolers kind of faded out, and they it was all new people on the show, and they've kind of like slowly integrated them back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if he would do one. I think the last one he did was. I want to say he did Battle of the Seasons. Maybe not, but I think he was on that one. He was because he met the um, Devin um, on that show, and they had like a little thing going on for a while. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling. I'm pulling up. Uh, I'm pulling up. Easy. The last thing he did was Battle of the Seasons. You're correct. Yeah, I think so. And he still does like um, spring break. He went to UK too, so I, I he still lives in Lexington. I'm a I'm an Easy fan. So okay, guys, I want to talk to you about shipped. S-H-I-P-T. We all have those days where there just isn't enough time to do everything you need to do, but you still need to stock the kitchen. That's why there's Shipped, a same-day service that delivers the groceries you love from stores that you trust. Just open the app, pick out what you want. They have everything from fresh produce, meat, and pantry items. Then place your order, and your friendly Shipped shopper will take care of the rest. They can even text you from the aisles if they have any questions. You know me. I'm not a guy who doesn't eat, who eats at home a lot. And one of the main reasons I don't eat at home a lot is because I hate going to the grocery store. It's just something about it. I don't know how to explain it, but I've never been one that likes to go to the grocery store with shipped. I don't have to do it. Even though my grocery store is literally a two minute car ride from my house. I have used ship where I just have someone else go get the stuff for me. I just sit there on my recliner. I'll pick out my items that I want. And have someone else go do it for me. It's something in my head. I'm sorry, but 
And that's just me, someone who's just being lazy and just has this, not fear, but just don't want to go to the grocery store. If you're just a single mother or a stay-at-home mom and you're just busy with kids and always constantly running around, this is the perfect opportunity for you to do it. The first time I ever heard from Shipt was from somebody on Facebook that I saw. She was a mother of two, and she was posting about it, and I was like, wow, I didn't know you could have someone go get your groceries for you. And signed up for Shipt that night. I did it, and it was great. So for a limited time, you can become a member for just $79. That's $20 off the regular price, plus you'll get $10 off your first bag of groceries. Just go to Shipt.com slash podcast. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash podcast to see what stores are available in your area. Next time you like a couple of hours back in your day, relax and leave the groceries to Shipt. And speaking of food, let's talk a little bit about Sunbasket. You know these people. I've talked about them in the past. My healthy-seeking friends, the days of not following through with their resolutions are over because the days of Sunbasket are just beginning, which means you're going to keep your resolution this year because Sunbasket makes it easier than ever. And today, you can get $35 off your first order when you go to sunbasket.com slash Steve. When you have healthy meals regularly delivered to your door with Sunbaskets, easy to stay on track. I'm talking ingredients like organic produce, responsibly raised meats, sustainably sourced fish, organic pasteurized raised eggs, and organic non-GMO tofu. Oh, and house-made sauces you can't find anywhere else. And it's all personalized. Sunbasket lets you mix and match from paleo, lean and clean, gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean, and more, not to mention tons of variety with 18 recipes to choose from each week. Best of all, each delicious, each recipe are easy and ready in about 30 minutes. With Sunbasket, you have total flexibility. You can cancel anytime, skip anytime, and choose any meal plan that you want. So go to sunbasket.com slash Steve today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash Steve for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash Steve now, let's get to the remainder of the podcast uninterrupted with Tori Hall. Gauntlet is obviously where you met a Brad, um, met a man named Brad. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Fiorenza? Fiorenza. Fiorenza, yeah. Fiorenza. That's pretty good. So you met Brad there. Uh, well, I'm Italian as well, so I'm assuming Brad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yep. At the time, you were how old when you met Brad? Young. I was a baby. I couldn't even drink alcohol. I was 20. You were 20 when you met Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was 27? Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long after Gauntlet ended filming were you guys a couple? Or did it start on that show? It, yeah, it was It was started on that show. Okay. So I met him and um, we, we just developed a really strong friendship and then um it developed into more on the show and i just really we that was back when we could we had off days so like we went on dates like in downtown mexico and um went and you know got we had like couples massages and all these things like that we did um Mm. on our off day that they don't show because we had the we had that option now they don't do that anymore you're on in like on lockdown um but um yeah, so we kind of met, and we, oh, we I moved up to Chicago within six months. So it, it was pretty okay. quick. Would What initially attracted you to Brad? Did you know him before Gauntlet, like from a previous no. season, like ever see anything like, hey, oh, I, 
when looking at a past season or whatever. So until you got on Gauntlet's cast, you had no idea who he was until the first day of filming. Nope, I knew. I knew he because, like I told you before, on our season they made us um, blog about the Duel Two and Sid. It was part of our casting, and he—I mean, Duel One. I'm sorry, and he was on that show, and um, I thought he was super funny. And I actually—they don't show this on this show, but I thought he had something with Svetlana, um, uh, and but he—they're not. They're, they were just good friends, but it was just. Like watching that show, their interaction and how they were, I was like, "Oh, he must be dating that girl," um, but they weren't. And so I knew who he was. I knew who, and because my season had so many veterans on it, so my rookie season was a little different because so many of my season, so many of the veterans were on my season. So I had Susie and kind of all those people who had just who had filmed, and a lot of the reality people come go out to LA, which is where my original season filmed and so mm. I knew a lot of them prior to going on my show wrapped in May and we started filming Gauntlet in June so I didn't know Brad personally but I knew of him because I was going on the show you said six months you were already in Chicago you guys got married in 2010 right and you were yeah you would have been 23 so, at the time yep gosh yeah so and we got engaged right um, so every, I kind of did all three stages with Brad on this challenge. So I dated him on the gauntlet three. We were engaged on the duel two and then married on cutthroat. You got engaged during duel two? Nope. Right before. So right bef we got engaged in like August and we started filming duel two in like September, October ish. So what on Duel Two was that the one where you got in the fight with him and you threatened <laughs> to give the ring back, or you did give the ring Gosh, back? I, yeah, I gave the ring back. Um, yeah, it was real dramatic in my young. Now, how serious were you when that happened, or was that more of a heat of the moment thing? Yeah, there it was a culmination of a lot of things. So we had just a lot of stress, and uh, we were trying to figure out. Like what Brad was going to that these house gets houses get stressful and it was like week five and I was done. Brad was done. Like we were both stressed out. Like tr like what are we gonna do? It's a lot of money. Um, at the time, Brad um, was in between careers, trying to figure out what he was gonna do. And um, I was like, well, if we're getting married, like you need to have a plan. And I always straddled the line between like real life and reality TV and I kind of, I just, it got blurred and I was, it was in the heat of the moment. I was serious at the time. Like I, this is crazy, but we had been like bickering behind scenes about real life stuff. And then it just kind of played out on the show it, differently. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you obviously didn't end up winning dual two. I didn't. I no. went home the day before. It was the for only one and only elimination that I've ever lost. Yes. Just to Anissa. So I went home the day before the final. That was a tough one. So after Duel 2, you got married in real life, and then you competed on Cutthroat together as a married couple 11 seasons ago, which you and Brad end up winning with Dunbar and Tyler. Right. Yes. So how yeah. how hard was it to do a challenge now with your husband? So at that point, it was impossible. But I tell you, Steve, like I 
was going, like Brad had done, I think that was his 11th challenge and he had never won. And I was like, I will like, we're winning this thing. You're winning this thing. And I don't care what I had to do. And I frontlined a lot of stuff for him and I played the game and I took a lot of hits for him on that one. And, but he won. I mean, we won at the end, but that was my, I volunteered to go in, um, twice. Like, uh, and I only ended up going in once, but to him to, for, so that he never had to go in. So I played the game. I had friends on all three teams. Um, and I really just, that it was hard because it, we were constantly on, but I, it was part selfish because I wanted to, to be done with these shows and have babies and live our lives. And I was like, if he doesn't win the show, like he's going to want to come back. And I, I can't, like, I'm done. We're done. Yeah. Let's win the show and be done. So, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I frankly, it was really hard and it was really hard because we are newlyweds and, and we are like, I think six weeks from being married. And so we are newlyweds. We just got back from our honeymoon. I think they called us on our honeymoon to do the show. And, um, we're in a house full of people who are not married and they don't get it. And that we have like <laughs> real life issues and yeah. real life, like to do together. And so like at the end of the day, we don't get to get mad at each other and say, Hey, we're like, we we're going home together. Um, so it's hard. <laughs> it was like marriage boot camp or yeah. marriage hell, whatever you want to call it. But you ended so. up getting, you guys ended up winning. So that must've given a good feeling. Yeah. And as we know, up until Brad showed up on vendettas this season, that was the last we ever saw of Tori and Brad from this show. Yeah. So now we're going to, now we're going to get into the part of the interview that I think, <clears throat> Most of the people are getting going to get excited about and they're going to think a bunch of tea is going to get spilled. But, you know, we're going to talk about some things and let's let's talk about the marriage and kind of how everything unfolded. Um, I think I know the answer to this question based on your last answer, but I I, I might be wrong. I I'm guessing we never saw either of you after Cutthroat because you wanted to start a family. Yeah, we really agreed that it was just like we were going to focus on us and that it was a phase of our lives and we are, we're forever going to be grateful for it because it brought us together, but we had to remove our, there's no, like you can't like dip your toe in the water of the MTV world and be married. And so you really have to completely remove yourself. And we just said, neither one of us are going to do one. Like we're not going to do one separately. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to do them together anymore. And and we're really going to try to have a family and settle down and, and, and do it this way. And, and we did, we did for a long time. Yeah. And you had your first son about a year after cutthroat, right? John was yeah. 11. I was, yeah. Um, and he, we, we call him Brady. Um, but he oh. is, uh, no, you're fine. He, it's a Southern thing where I was like, we're, we're naming him John Brady and calling him Brady. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, we, I was actually pregnant with him on the reunion for cutthroat. Um, so oh, we okay. had just found out. So yeah, it was very quickly after actually it was funny. Cause that's all I talked about the whole cutthroat season and at the end, one of the producers came to me and they were like, um, are you like, are you able to run this final? I was like, I'm not pregnant now. I'm just, we're going to like go home and have, uh, we're going to have start our family and be done with this. So, um, yeah, they, I, I mean, it's all, I 
want, I mean, I wanted a huge family. I wanted like seven kids. I'm crazy. I know. But, um, I was 24 when I had Brady. So yeah, yeah. I got very quickly after. So since it was so close to your guys win, did you watch those seasons, uh, you know, during your early parts of Brady growing up and were you and Brad tuned in every season to watch together? I don't. Do you remember? No, no, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think we watched them here and there, um, and a couple of them. I was really close with Diem, and she would go on occasionally, so I'd watch. Or um, I would when I would hear something like the um, bananas, Sarah thing. Yeah, um, was that Rivals? I, I was like, oh. I want to watch this um, and see how it really plays out. Um, so, because we hear, you know, when the the great, I mean, there's so many people on these shows now. So we hear kind of what goes on. And, um, and so I'm like, oh, I want to see what happens. And so we watched occasionally, but it was never a thing where we watched all the time. No. Okay. Mm-mm. So there are whispers going around and the challenge world that you and Brad we're separating. I don't really remember the timing of everything, but I know the first people to report that Brad and Tori were no longer together was Susie on her podcast with Sarah (laughs) Rice. Okay. So my question is, did you, I've read that you were, you're fine with it after it happened, but did you know it was coming? Did you give her the permission to say it? Or was it kind of like everyone in that immediate circle knew you guys were separated? She just happened to say it. Yeah. So at by the time she had said something, we had been at, um separated for almost a year. So and she said it in the and I believe there was a actual um I, 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 we might've been divorced by the time she actually, I don't remember the time frame. Um, but it was quite some time actually, no, it was after we were divorced because it was this whole big, like Kellyanne debacle of, is she, are they together? Are they not? That's right. We can get into that. Yeah. But she, um, is, she said it after we were divorced and I had done her show and we had not mentioned it at all. So I know it was after it was after, and we had already been divorced and, um, for some time. And it was only a matter of time before it came out. It was actually nice that I wasn't like this big elephant in the room because I, when I talked to people, um, but yeah, it was not, I was fine with it. But Susie's a friend of yours. Did you want it? So you're cool with it, but, did you want it to come out that way? Were you guys ever going to, if Susie doesn't say it, were you guys ever going to release some sort of statement or how was it going no. to go? No, I, we weren't. And I said to him, I think it probably upset him. I was like, we are not big enough deal to where <laughs> we're making a statement about our um, divorce or like, come, we would have never said it. We, it would we, it, and we didn't think about it. I mean, we haven't said anything yeah. um, until, which this is why I think that Brad is getting this whole, like, oh my gosh, he's cheap because I mean, he went real big on this show. Um, but it's not, I mean, we've been divorced for a year and a half. Yeah. So anybody thinking that like, Brad hooking up with Brittany that first day on Vendettas has nothing to do with, with cheating on right. you because it was no. long after the fact. Like, long after. You and Brad have yeah. been done for a while. Um, yeah. Is there any one thing that you can pinpoint to? of when things 
started going south between you and Brad? Or was it a situation where you just kind of grew apart? Yeah, it was a slow boil. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, Steve. We fought really, really hard to make it work. And I said this to Susie um, probably about six months ago. She had asked me a, a similar question. I said, here's the thing. When you're on reality TV, and I think you probably have heard this from people in the Bachelor, Bachelorette world too, yeah. you take on this persona and perception of everybody else and what they think you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you're like, I can't, I can't walk away from this. And Brad was super fun. Like we had so much, fun. he is, if you hang out with him in a, in a bar or public place, he's super fun. So like, I always tell everybody on the show who they're friends of mine. They're like, Oh, we're going on. I'm like, Brad's super fun. He's a great competitor. You'll love playing with him. He's just we were not good married and um it was a slow boil we just grew, i grew up like i said i met him when i was 20 i grew up with him i was i wanted these things in life like i, I just have, i have a career and um the two kids and i wanted more kids and um brad is that he's right now living his best life and being on tv and he's a he's um, doing music, um, electronic music and being a DJ. And, um, that's kind of his thing. And, um, and we just were like pulling in two different directions and we agree literally on absolutely nothing except for the fact that we have two amazing kiddos. If I were to ask Brad why he thinks you guys got separated, what do you think his answer would be? Would he answer the same? Gosh. Um, pro uh, pro he'd probably give you some PC answer that he did not want to get divorced and um, and he would do anything to, you know, to that that's not the case. But I mean, knowing now what he just yeah, I don't I don't know. I ask people yeah. that all the time, like, what does he what does he say? Um, but yeah, I mean, I've heard he's told people that I cheated. I did not cheat. Um, it's not. I just. I just not true. Um, and I didn't even mm. date honestly until recently. Um, I was not. I was not in a place where I was even like. I was not a good girlfriend material. Um, but <laughs> um, had a lot of issues to work out. But um, yeah, so he. I don't know. That's a good question. How many? Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what um, if I were to ask you, what mistakes do you think that you made in the relationship? Yeah, I put a lot of pressure on Brad to grow up, and I know that sounds crazy, but um, I and that's your mistake by asking him to grow yeah, up. Yeah, not it, just in the sense of like I put a lot of like I wanted him to find a career path that he had like had like had to stick with and I I put a lot of pressure on him to to kind of stick with something and and do it and um and like I said this challenge is like I I took him away from that this is what he was supposed to do and I kind of said like no we're not gonna do that and um and so I think that was my mistake I think that when it came to like real life stuff I got really caught up in my goals and my career and raising the kids. And, um, I didn't, 
I probably didn't give him what he needed as far as like support. And I know that he felt really disrespected um, by me just in, in general. And um, hmm. it, because I was constant, like I said, I just focused I don't have a lot of tolerance for nonsense. And um, I was really focused, like I said, on my career and raising the kids and having more kids and just building a life. Um, and I think that I got really wrapped up in that. So if I had to, I mean, really look at it, I think I failed him when it came to like real life support. Um, but it wasn't for lack of effort and it wasn't for lack of intention. That's for sure. I really had good intentions um, that just didn't, it didn't work out. Like we're just not, I'm not, I think him and Brittany are actually a really good match <laughs> for each other. Um, I, they both love that kind of thing in life where you can just drop everything and go and have fun and live that. And I would love to do that if I didn't have two kids I was raising. And, um, and I think that's kind of where, like I said, we grew apart and I focused one direction and he was focused in a whole different direction. Well, in that answer, you talked about your careers Mm -hmm. during your marriage. What were you doing work-wise and what was he doing? Cause I don't so even know. Always, yeah. So I've always been in talent acquisition and, um, and recruiting in HR. So I worked, I was in college recruiting and then I went and did, um, corporate recruiting and, and now I'm in, um, I'm in field recruiting. So I, I recruit for field, but, um, always in that talent, like HR realm. And, um, he did a couple things. So he was in insurance for a while. Uh, Brad's super smart. He had, he has an accounting degree. Um, he went for his master's in accounting and then, um, went back to insurance. And then he, decided that teaching, he was going to go into teaching. And so he went and was in school for a couple years to teach, um, got out. It was a little harder to find a teaching job. Um, but then he got a teaching job this last year. Um, at that point we were so beyond repair and he, so he got a job and he was teaching for about six months. He was subbing for a while and then he got a job teaching for about six months and then got the call for vendettas and, and left. So, so he quit his teaching job. Oh, okay. So he's no longer a teacher. No, nope. mm -mm. He, he quit his teaching job right before going on um, the show and, um, and he was an elementary school teacher. So I don't, it's hard to, you know, do these type of shows and play these certain characters and then come back to teaching. So, um, I think that, um, that's probably, it'll be a while before, but he does have a teaching degree. So he could, if, um, down the road, that's an option. I think that he could always go back. Well, one of the things that I saw on Twitter that I wanted to ask you about, because this one was, this is, I was kind of doing some homework and looking at Mm -hmm. your Twitter feed and stuff. So back in August of this year, Cara Maria had tweeted about coming on that Dirty 30 reunion show and basically said, I'm going to spill a bunch of piping hot tea. Uh, you know, I give zero fucks anymore. I'm over double standards, which she ended up saying on the Dirty yeah. 30 reunion show. Brad responded to Cara Maria's tweet by saying, 
I'll send Tony Reigns for you next one, Cara Maria. We all need to learn from mistakes. Respect women 100. I don't like the way you talk to my friend. You then subtweeted Brad and said, you can't be serious. Are you calling someone out on respecting women? Hashtag boy, please. Hashtag don't get me started. Hashtag let's be honest. Okay. Oh gosh, I went real big. So that you were, yeah, you were. Uh, something set you <laughs> off to send that tweet out about Brad. So this was, I'm assuming, before he left to go film Vendettas. Was yeah, when this came. That's that tweet is why he is Tony's. That's why he's on Vendettas because that's his vendetta against Tony. Um, yeah, I we were so quiet, and it was probably something that Brad had like, and I had bickered about, um, like off. The, um, off thing. But I was just like, are we, are you serious? Like Tony is somebody who gets a bad rap anyway, because he's always like impregnating up women. Girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I'm like, Brad, you of all people, like you have gone on these shows and embarrassed yourself. I mean, he had that whole Durrell fight and, um, then he went on, um, and, and so, and he knows what it's like to like be on a show and just like have b- a bad night. And so I'm like, don't come at this kid as a part of a campaign to like get on the show. Cause that's what it felt. It felt like that. And then I was like, are we really talking about respecting women? And I think you're going to see later on in this show, Vendetta's, um, and I can't say too much, but, um, h- how he really is towards, um, you know, uh, respecting women. So okay. I think you're, it's going to play out. Um, and so that, so that tweet led to his tweet, defending Cara Maria and going after Tony is what led to him getting on vendettas. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So they had not even called him for vendettas at that point. And then after that tweet, it like, that was enough for them to have a vendetta. So that's why he's there. So you recently did an interview with us weekly last week. And, um, it came out, and this is the first you've ever said of anything in regards to your relationship with Brad. Obviously, it was talked about, and in you know the the sub world of challenge and social media and stuff, yeah. and a lot of things was said back and forth. So, I guess my first question to you would be, why now did you decide to finally speak out about your marriage? Well, it's funny because everyone's like, "Oh, she just wants attention. She's piggybacking off of Brad." I mean, I've had some really positive. I mean, responses. And I've had so many people reach out to me and I am so thankful, but some, you know, there's always those people who are like, Oh, she just wants attention. And honestly, they came to me and I said, I don't know. And it took me two weeks before I really was like, okay, like I I want, I I am ready to speak. Um, and I'll do it. And it's a part of, it's, it's a healing process for me too. I talked about in the us weekly and it's just been a journey for me and I wasn't ready to talk for a long time. And, and I know too, that my, it's a healing journey for all of us. And my boys are, are come from now a divorced home and they're six and three. And I have to be really careful of what is said online and what's out there and what's even on TV because they won't watch Brad today, but in 10 years, the internet's going, not going anywhere and they can Google that stuff. And, um, I don't want, this online about, you know, their dad or, um, or me or anything. And so I just, um, 
I, I want I have to be careful of what I say, but I just wanted it to, to be positive that we're in a better place now. And, and that's okay. You know, and we were not in a good place and, and we are now. So one of the biggest things I took from the us weekly article is you said that I think I lost my identity when I lost my marriage. Explain Mm -hmm. what you meant by that. Well, I have even, okay. So especially in the show, but, um, like I had always played for somebody else and I had all, I mean, cause I met him and then I played for him and it was, that was my identity was Brad's, um, girlfriend, fiance, wife. And he had done the shows before me and I was just kind of his, his person at, on the show. And we were lumped together, Brad and Tori, Brad and Tori. And, um, People knew us together from for as long as I was on the show. And then when we got married, I mean, in our town, and and I think this happens in marriage in general, like you just, when you become one, you forget who you like who you are as individuals. And then when I lost that identity, that that who I was, and I got so wrapped up in being Brad's wife, um, that I when that was gone, I was like, who now, what do I do? And then I switched over and kind of put it into my kids. And I was like, now I'm Brady and Chase's mom and you lose who you are. And so I, I, I just went on this journey of like, I got to figure out who I am with, because my kids are going to go off to college one day and, and, and I'm going to be sitting here in my house thinking like, who, who am I? Like, what have I done with the last 18 years of my life now? And so I never want to be back in a place I was when I was so lost without being somebody's wife um, that I will when they, you know, grow up and, and go. So I just, that's kind of was a big takeaway for me when I got divorced was really regaining who I am. Gotcha. And you yeah. also said in the interview, you, you you have a mutual agreement not to share the details of your breakup. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, hey, will you break that mutual agreement and just tell me the details <laughs> yeah. of your breakup? No. But simply, essentially, you said you're just you're no longer on the same page with him, and the only thing you guys can agree on uh, is your is your kids, and and that's it. Yeah. Um, where you're at right now with with Brad, and like you said, you you mentioned it earlier, and I didn't stop you at the time because you were going pretty good there is but one thing that I remember and I I take it it really set off a light in my head was you said I think Brad is good for Brittany and Brittany is good for Brad like Mm -hmm. so they're a legit thing right now yeah as far as you know yeah I I think so yeah okay I I would hope so (laughs) so you think so you think that they are or I mean, that's kind of hard, even though, even though you're divorced and it's Mm -hmm. been a year, is it hard to admit like, Hey, he's better off with her. It's not hard to admit, but it's hard to watch. So everyone's like, why aren't you watching the show? And I'm like, let's be honest. If anyone in this world can watch their ex, especially their ex spouse, fall in love or fall in lust or hook up with somebody else, then they never really loved them. And that wasn't the case with Brad and I, like I loved him very much and I will always be forever grateful that he gave me those two boys. I, I will always have a respect in that sense for Brad. Um, I, we don't, we don't get along now. We're not, we don't follow each other on social media. We, we did a clean break in the sense of, 
we communicate about the kids for the kids. We are not disrespectful to each other in front of the kids. Um, but we don't catch up on each other's lives. Um, we're not in that kind of place. Maybe one day we will be, I, I don't know. Um, but it wasn't that thing. It wasn't a place where I fell out of love with Brad. And I think that that's hard for some people to understand because I loved him very much. And, um, it was just a matter of that marriage was not good for anybody inside our home. Okay. Fair enough. And I know that some people are probably wanting me to ask about where custody stands and everything. It's something that we're not going to talk about. Um, but we can say at least Brad, Brad has a role in his son's lives. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. For people that may not think that Um, or whatever. I just want to make yes, clear. no, Mm-mm. no, he does. He sees them. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's absolutely in, in their lives. Um, they're with me the majority of the time, but, um, he is not, no, he, he didn't just ab- abandon them. No. So is it tough? Like you said earlier about being a public couple and mm-hmm. yes, you said the reason that you guys didn't want to give out any sort of announcement about a possible, you know, separation at the time, which then led to a divorce, you didn't feel that you were big enough. But within a certain niche of fans, you are a huge deal because there aren't a ton of couples that have gotten married from the MTV franchise, the Challenge franchise, Real World franchise. There are a few that have. um, Mm -hmm. But there is that sort of, I don't know, obligation that some fans feel they deserve because they followed your journey on, yeah, you know, cutthroat and duel and all that fair or not. Is that something yeah. that kind of rubbed you the wrong yeah. way? Were you, no. was that hard to deal I, with? No, I, you know what? I just, I, I wanted, I tried to remove myself. Honestly, during those days, Steve, if I could have crawled in a black hole, I would have, I just, did. I'm an avoider when it comes to things like that. And I did not, um, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to acknowledge it. I kind of just wanted it to go away and, um, felt like it probably could have and would have. Um, I mean, even Nani, I saw Nani the other day who was on, I don't know if you remember her, but she was on oh, the yeah. Real World Vegas remix. And she was like, I lived in Chicago for a full year and had no clue that you were divorced. And I was like, I know, I know we just did it. Um, say anything and I and I probably we probably should have said something um I just didn't want to continue to relive it so once we would like close doors I'm like okay well do we say it now like no okay like I so if Brad hadn't gone back on the show we probably wouldn't have ever said anything I just I but maybe Susie would have (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) no she probably would have in some you know somebody would have said something eventually um but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just kept quiet. Yeah. Stuff would have, I would think circulated yes. and, and, and gotten out. Yeah. I mean, the thing that Susie said was, I guess there was talk about Brad, like you said, and Kellyanne. Yeah. And when that came out, so, it was like, wait, Brad and Kellyanne, I thought he was still married to Tori. Like, I didn't even know that this was yeah. a thing. Yeah. And everybody did that. That's what everybody said, which is whatever. A lot of the people who aren't on social or don't listen to Susie's um, podcast are saying now. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let's back off 
of them in yeah. that sense because that's another thing. Like I don't need that online. Like I don't want the kids to think, oh, dad cheated with some chick on the the challenge. That's not. I, we we have to like be protective of them. So no, I don't. They Kellyanne and Brad were friends. Um, very flirty friends, um, but they were friends. Um, they didn't like hook up or anything like that. Uh, it was two stories from both sides. Brad had said some things to me trying to make me jealous about Kellyanne, but didn't give her name. And so when Susie was friends with Kellyanne and kind of put that together and it was just a giant jumbo mess. And, um, Kellyanne and I are actually friends. She okay. is an awesome human. So, um, no, I don't, that, that was a huge misunderstanding and got blown up way out of proportion partially because um brad said some comments to me trying like that he had like spent hours he was making an emotional connection with somebody blah 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 like all these things trying to make me believe that he had moved on beyond what and they were friends um but and they talked on the phone for hours but it was not the level he made it sound like he was about to walk down the aisle with somebody and now um, and then when, so when Kellyanne said the story to Susie about how she had this great friendship and he's a great guy and blah, blah, blah. And Susie's like, do you know that Kelly? And I was like, oh, that's who he's talking about too. So we like <laughs> put this all like crazy town. So, and that was the first person that Brad had like openly like talked about with me about like moving on. And I was like, wow, this is weird. Like I'm talking to my ex about moving on like and I was not in a place where I was dating at the time so I was like super bitter um so it was just it was bad here's a question I have about Brad are you pro beard or no beard no beard gross get it off his face <laughs> but that's probably why he has it so I'm sorry to all the girls out there who hate his beard because he probably has it because he knows I don't like it <laughs> But Brittany doesn't seem to mind, so hey, yeah, keep it. Go, Brad and Brittany. <laughs> Just, uh, you're, you, so you definitely you haven't watched. It's only been two episodes. Well, by the time this yeah. podcast airs, it'll be three episodes. But yeah, um, they were very just all over each other in that first episode, which was, um, you know, yeah. And obviously I've heard about it. I'm not, I don't live under a rock and people send me pictures on social media. I'm like, Hey guys, I don't need this. And here's the the deal. What I realized is that to me, that was our story. And to him, it was very easily replaceable. And as hurtful as that was, it was also healing. And I haven't seen it. I, and I won't. Um, but I, when I realized how replaceable it was to him, I mean, I could not go back on the same show. And this isn't the bachelor. And we were the only challenge couple who ever got married, met on a challenge and were married on a challenge, like married and did a challenge together. And, um, and how, and when he, when he talked to me about going on the show, he talked about how he was just going to go on there and compete. He was going to, you know, make money for the boys. And then to go on there and be, so immediately involved with someone I just thought wow like what was I to what was the 10 years of my life that I gave to you like what I'm not saying he can't date I'm not saying that he can't date Brittany I have said that very I'm if she makes him happy that is you said that you said they're made for each other so yeah I mean you're obviously not preventing it um and but that that what was 
us, like to him. And um, because I could never go on that show. One reality, I think I've said this before, one reality love is enough for me, but, um, and I'm a huge advocate. Like I think it's like the coolest story. Um, but I just, I wish she had had more respect for me. Um, just in our story because it just cheapened it to me. Um, okay. and maybe that's, uh, maybe I'm on an Island alone thinking that, but it was how I felt. So. And you're allowed to feel that way. Perfectly yeah. normal. <laughs> uh, one one last thing that I want to get to before we get to our final 10, which is yeah. um, we hadn't seen you guys since Cutthroat. Brad shows up after 11 seasons on this season of Vendetta. Vendettas. I got to mm-hmm. believe that you have some sort of itch to get back into this thing. However, we know the challenge, if you last until the end, is a good six to eight weeks or something. There's no way you would ever be able to yeah. be away from your kids that long i i don't think um no but yeah, there are so, pos- there are other th- shows out there that mtv seems to be branching out into um i i you probably can't say anything if it, if it is but is there anything possible where we will see you again yeah. in the future um i would love to do like a champs versus stars or champs versus pros i have that competitive like itch like I or even like an invasion you know like coming in for a, a se- like couple seasons or you know or maybe a couple episodes or yeah. whatever that is I couldn't leave the boys for six to eight weeks I'm really like they they need me here and, and I need them yeah. <laughs> um and that's a long time and they're so young um I, I could not um but I would love to. I'm so, I, I have the, and I said this before Brad and I, like we're public about the divorce. And before he went back, when champs versus pros, the first one, um, I was like, wow, this makes me want to compete again. Um, cause it's not about the drama. It's more about the challenge and, um, competing and, and, and it's a shorter filming schedule if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I would, I, I, I'm in for that. Um, I don't know that I could do a full season. Well, I, I, I mean, I appreciate you talking about all this stuff. Once I saw you and I got connected about, God, I want to say six months ago. And we've, mm-hmm. I've always said like, Hey, I'm going to have you on at some point. I'm going to have you on at some point. And then yeah. it just kind of got lost. And then all of a sudden I saw the us weekly article. I'm like, now's the perfect time. I mean, I've, yeah. uh, you know, there was, it was great. And I, and I appreciate you opening up about your marriage. Cause it's, while it may be cathartic, still doesn't make it easy to do. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I really, appreciate you being open about everything that happened with you and Brad and kind of giving us the timeline of everything that, that went down. So let's, um, let's end this interview with what I call the final 10, where I have 10 questions for you. Most of these are challenge related, but there are some personal ones here that just a little bit more about yourself. So me and the audience can get to know you a little bit better. So question number one, is there a challenge season that you wish you did? The Island. Really? Why? Yeah, because, and everybody who did it was like, that was hell. But I love, um, like, pushing myself to that kind of limits. And I get real hangry, so I don't know why I always say this, but I love that. It was such an individual challenge. It was strategic thinking. Um, They, like, had to earn food and all this stuff. Like, it was like a legit survivor. And I would have loved that. I don't know how long I would have made it, but I would have loved it. If I'm not mistaken, I think when I was talking to Bananas about this, and I, it was in one of the questions, I think he said that was his hardest 
That was the hardest season physically, I believe, for him. I know that was the answer to one of his questions. I think it might have been, what was the hardest season you did? So, yeah, uh, it certainly looked hard. Question number two, what's your favorite place to take the boys? Oh, oh gosh. So they love this place called Gizmos, just like an indoor um, place. But we actually just went to the Dells, Wisconsin Dells, and they – loved it. I mean, they lived their best life there for sure. So it's like an indoor water park and theme park and everything. And they had the best time over New Year's Eve. Mm. Um, so that's like our new, our new place. It's the Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. So it's like the thing in the Midwest, mm. um, because it's like the largest indoor water park in the, um, I think the U S um, it's, so they're all up there together. It's about three hours from, uh, Chicago. So uh, the kids loved it. We'll go back. It'll be a yearly, a annual thing. So the only indoor water park I've done is the Great Wolf Lodge. I've been to that. They have my... one of those. Up okay. There. Yeah. Okay. So it's like they have Cal similar Park, to that. Great Wolf Lodge. Yep. Yep. Okay. Exactly. So question number three: What is your biggest relationship pet peeve? Oh gosh. Um, somebody who's into like, can't make a decision drives me absolutely bonkers. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's like, Oh, where are we going to go to dinner? I don't know. You asked me out. So I don't, where, where are we going to dinner? Because I don't know you. Why don't you decide that? Was, <laughs> um, well, you haven't been oh, in a, you, you've been in a relationship one for the yeah. last 10 years. So mm-hmm. was Brad indecisive? Was he yes. not good? Okay. Yeah, no. Um, but Yeah. So, but that's my biggest like pet peeve, even like when I'll like small things, like I just want somebody who's going to say, Hey, this is where we're going to go. I've like made plans and I'm, we're going to do this. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. I don't, I, there are, there are women out there. I I don't think you're alone. I don't think that's weird at all. There are plenty of women that, uh, decisiveness is a huge deal to them. So I hear you on that. Question number four, (laughs) if the challenge is still around in 15, 10, 15 years, would you let your boys go on it? No. Really? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, no, because no, <laughs> because it's just going to be crazier. Then I mean, they have just gotten so crazy. I mean, if they want to do like American Ninja Warrior, they can. I mean, that's competitive. <laughs> like, why do we need to go? I don't know. No, it's fu- <laughs> and it's funny to think about because. <laughs> Your your oldest is six, so he, God, even yeah. fifteen years, he still might not be old enough. So it'd have to be almost. It's funny to think, like we don't know. I mean, we just don't know the future well, of television. Think about it. And in fourteen years is when up from him is when I got on the show. Yeah. So he could. It could. It could be. It could be. Um, yeah. No. Let's. Gosh, don't say that. Steve. Yeah. It's just a matter <laughs> if it's still around. Yeah. We just, we just, yeah. we just don't know the future of television. It'd be. I, you know, I get asked this all the time about Bachelor and Bachelorette. You know, The Bachelor started 16 years ago. I don't think when The Bachelor started, anybody in 2002, anybody in the world thought it was still going to be airing in 2018. So I don't know. I don't know how many years we have left of Bachelor and Challenge stuff. They could go on forever. You know, why, why would they stop? They're successful. People like them. It's got the, they've got a niche audience. So, yeah. Um, all right, next question. Question number five. Who do you consider your best friend from the show? Um, so this is kind of, I have two that are really close. Um, and DM was, I was super close with D before she passed. Um, yeah. But um, 
Susie and Kristen. Uh, Kristen was on my original season. She's in Nashville. Uh, amazing. She's on, and she Susie, was on Road Rules. In, uh, Viewers Revenge. Yeah. Okay, she so never did a challenge. She's got a baby married to um, Preston uh, from Low Cash. And um, they live in Nashville, have a beautiful baby girl. Um, and then she and then Susie. So, and I see Susie probably twice a year. I just saw Kristen a couple months ago uh, down in Nashville. So, um, I talk to them both bi-weekly, weekly. Okay. Question number six. This is an interesting one. If there was no challenge, no road rules, no real world, so essentially Mm -hmm. never met Brad, what do you think you would have been doing right now? Oh. Um, I probably would be back home. Um, so I would have been North Carolina, so I wouldn't have uh, moved here, but I don't know what I'd be doing. I mean, I'd, I'd still be doing my job cause I, I, I love HR and recruiting. So, um, I would be doing this, I think, um, because it wasn't, I, I started in retail in stores. Um, so it wasn't anything to do with the show that, um, got me into recruiting but uh, yeah i would be home i'd be in north carolina i would definitely not be in chicago (laughs) (laughs) question number seven what do you like to do for your mommy time when the kids are away i am not somebody who likes to go out and party but i love like just hanging out with my friends like at home in sweatpants drinking wine like hanging out I am like an outgoing introvert so I have a very I love like being around people but I if I had my pick like I'd be home with my core group of friends and um just unwinding like laughing I'm a huge we're all super competitive so like I love playing board games or um like trivial pursuit or stuff like that I'm a nerd Hmm. but yeah I if I had my choice it is not like a night out is and this is what goes back to Brad and I being total opposites like I am not your downtown going out hat like he's super fun and that's I'm not I like to be at home crawled up with a glass of wine (laughs) Question number eight. I've asked this one to a few people in the past, and I've been shocked by the answer, but I'll go with you. You're scaring me. Did you go to your high school prom? What was his name, and did you have any fun? Oh, my goodness. So, yes, I did. I was late I because I was doing something for Miss Virginia. So I had an appearance for Miss Virginia that I had, I could not miss. It was like, we had to do it. So I show, I didn't show up for dinner. I showed up for, we were both on prom court. I was my high school boyfriend. I dated him all four years. Um, and he, we had actually just broken up like three or four months prior, but we were good friends. We're still good friends. I mean, not good friends in the sense that I talked to him every, you know, but I, he's doing well. Um, and uh, we were both on prom court. So I walked in, we were at the prom, we had a blast. We are fine, but no, I it was like a, I was there for maybe 30 minutes. Oh, geez. That mm-hmm. sucks that pageant got away I know. senior prom. That's what happens. Sucks. <sighs> Question number nine. After everything that you have been through, and I don't know, maybe it's too early to ask this. Maybe it isn't, but 
do you or would you want to be married again? Yes, but um, that's a recent thing because I, 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 over the last year, if people were like, I was, I mean, I would hear people in the grocery store be like, I'm getting married tomorrow. I'm like, oh my, I'm thinking in my head, run. Um, <laughs> that is awful. Like I was this bitter person and I didn't, and now I'm like, okay, I can totally see. Yeah, I'm young. I mean, I'm 31 and like, I can totally see like finding my person and being happy and, and getting married. I'm not as jaded about it, but there was a long time where I was like, no, I'd rather stick my head in a hot oven than freaking get married again. Um, (laughs) but no, I would. Yep. Now. Okay. That answers that question. I mean, it would take a lot. Of, I mean, I'm not, I'm not walking down the aisle anytime soon. That's for sure. And it would take yeah. somebody really. Um, I'm super picky, and I think I have to be. I, I wrote this a couple months ago. I said, as a parent, you you, sh- you lose your right to settle, and um, I would not settle for average. That's for sure. Okay. Question number ten. Uh, this is called, for all first-time guests, it's called Explain Your Tweet, where I go through your Twitter account, and uh, I find a tweet, and this wasn't too bad. Don't worry. Okay. <clears throat> Didn't have to go back very far, because you had a couple good ones recently, uh, one, <laughs> one of which I already read. That was the one back in, in August. But this one was uh, about a little over around a week ago. You wrote, in 2018... I'm going to start doing things for me. It feels weird even typing that because it's not how I'm wired. New year, live big. I'm going to play for me. So yeah. expand on that a little bit. So I I think this goes back to being like the year of yes for me and just finding my identity and what I love to do. And I don't have a ton of me time, Steve, but I do. Like in the times that I do, I just want to like, start saying yes and start, um, focusing on like what makes me happy and getting to a place of, like I said, not my identity, not being so I am, my kids are my world. And, um, I am a hockey mom and room mom and just super involved with them. And, um, I just want to start doing things for me again. And, um, and not in a selfish way where I'll stop doing things for other people, but I got so wrapped up in doing things for my kids and for my um, husband and all of these things that I just stopped saying yes to things that made me happy. And, um, and that's kind of what I want to get back to. Well, good for you. I hope that, uh, I hope that works out for you. I hope you do find a little fun in 2018. (laughs) It'd be be nice, you know, you know, it's this is my year. This is your year. How about that? Um, well, you completed the you completed the final ten. You completed this uh, podcast. I'm I'm so glad I was finally able to to get with you on this. And I know you and I had been uh, on and off, back and forth. yeah, a little back and forth. Yeah. And then I was just like, this is a good time. Um, obviously, with the Us Weekly article coming out last week and Brad being on Vendettas, it, it makes it a little more topical right now to to talk to you. And you know, like I said when we first started getting to the part of the marriage part of this podcast, it wasn't like this was going to be some mudslinging. I, you know, I'm going to go after that guy because like you said, you've got two young boys that eventually are going to grow up. The internet isn't going anywhere and they're going to be able to read and see everything that you and your ex-husband 
said about and to each other that was ever in the news. And there's yeah. no need to, to mudsling, but you made things um, known about where it was between you guys. It just, yeah. it, it fizzled. My dad always said, the problem with throwing mud is that everybody gets dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so That's a Southern thing, I think. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so Tori, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know being a mom and, and carving out an hour and 15 minutes of your day uh, isn't easy, but um, I, I thank you again for, for doing this. So glad I had you on. Um, I know you're probably not going to watch Vendettas or whatever, but um, I will, um, you and I will be in touch and uh, yeah. we will, uh, and I will, Good luck to you in 2018. I hope everything thank you true for Thanks you. Thanks for having and, me on. No, thank so you. And um, yeah, it was it was great having you on. I'm 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 really enjoying talking to the challenge people because outside of the bachelor world, as much as I love talking to the bachelor people as well, sometimes you need to get a break and go yeah. go to a different show, talk to other people, talk about their experiences, and and you know there's a lot of bachelor and challenge crossover now from what we're seeing coming up with this new X on the beach show for us as two bachelor contestants are on that. Uh, we saw Josh Murray on champs versus stars. You know, it's just, it looks like they're going to do a lot of crossover. So it's, it's relevant to this podcast. So again, thanks for doing it. Good luck in the future. And we will Thank definitely you. be in touch. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Tori for that. Um, it's not easy to talk about a recent divorce, even though it was within the last year. So when I saw her give the interview to Us Weekly last week, like I said, her and I had been on and off for six months, just checking in with her. Hey, you want to do it now? Oh, no, I don't know about yet or whatever. So I was just on her time whenever she wanted to do it. And then when I saw she spoke, I figured this was a good time to do it. Brad is back in the spotlight now with Vendetta's which is an excellent show, by the way. And um, I like talking to these challenge people. they just as interesting to me as The Bachelor people. It's a different show, but it's reality TV. You know, kind of have to deal with the same things. So um, just hearing Tori and then one of those last answers that she gave about, you know, getting the itch to wanting to get back on this thing, I, you just get this feeling that we're going to see her in the future. It won't be on a challenge show because, like she said, she can't possibly – if she makes it to the end, lasts that long and be away from her kids from that long. But uh, I just, you know, you get this feeling that we're going to see her at some point. So thanks to her again for that. And thank you for all tuning in and listening and rating, subscribing and reviewing in Apple podcasts. Um, keep doing it. It's certainly helping the podcast, even if you just rate it and give it five stars or whatever you feel the stars I deserve, even though it is five. And as much as you're entitled to opinion, uh, you're wrong if you put one star. So anyway, uh, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And well, we will be back next week with podcast number 62. So for Tori Hall, I am Reality Steve saying thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. See ya.